You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. For the next four weeks, we're going to be diving into this really great book um, written by uh, United Methodist pastor Adam Hamilton, Enough, uh, Discovering Joy Through Simplicity and Generosity. And I have to admit, this is um, the second time I've read through this book. I read through it when it first came out and um, had just like put it on my shelf, didn't think about it. And then about a year ago, um, Cokesbury, you know, they send you all these books full of like books. And, and I love books. And I was sitting there and, and, and looking through uh, the magazine and, and saw this book that they had a revised edition. And I was like, well, I'll pick this up and, and see what changed in the, in the several years since he first wrote the first book. And, and as I was reading the book again, um, something came over me that said, we need to do this as a church. And so I want to invite you to um, think about joining one of our Sunday school classes that are doing it, or um, if that doesn't work for you because getting here at 9 o'clock is a little rough, um, I'm going to be leading a Sunday school class after worship at about 11.15. I'm going to try to get in there at 11.15 in room 301. And, and to get to 301, for those of you that are unfamiliar with our space, you'll just go this way, you'll go up the elevator, and it's like literally the first classroom on your left when you come out of the elevator, and you'll see it right there, and we'll uh, get going and, and do this together. Um, and we would love for you um, to do that, and, and know this, you don't have to have really read the first chapter to come to the first study, but we'd really like for you to, to pick up a copy. We do have a few copies of these left um, in Shanna's office, and I think they're like $15 and um, help us recoup the cost of those, but um, this go-around, when I saw that they had it out, I bought it digitally because I'm trying to minimize my stuff. And I have to be honest with you, when um, we're moving my father out and um, moving Adam out of the house that they lived in the last 10 years, into a, um, he's moving into a smaller apartment, and it's been about five years since mom has passed, and we're now really going through all of our stuff. And it hit me that, what are we going to do with all this stuff? We've all been faced with that problem in some way, shape, or form. There, there's stuff that we want to hold on to, and, and every time I would go up to Miami, Ashley would duly remind me, don't bring back any more stuff, and, and I would try to sneak in a few items here or there, or, oh, no, I've had that the whole time, and, and, and would come back with more and more stuff. But that stuff doesn't really make us happy, does it? It's just stuff. It's memories, it's things that, that, things that have passed, things that we hold on to, heirlooms and things that we shared. You know, it's been really cool, uh, this go-around, uh, helping mo- my parents move, because I've seen pictures I've never seen before. Seeing pictures of my father when, when he was younger than me is kind of funny and scary all at the same time for my nephew who looks exactly like him. But when we go through our stuff, it kind of leaves us a little bit sad, because we remember a time that's gone, a time that's passed. And sometimes that stuff accumulates, doesn't it? And accumulates. And I mean, they have TV shows called Hoarders. If you've ever seen the TV show Hoarders, it's one of the saddest things that you probably will ever see on TV. And you pray that your children or grandchildren don't ever call you in 
because maybe you have that much stuff. But in Adam Hamilton's book, Enough, Discovering Joy Through Simplicity and Generosity, he gives us an invitation for us to rediscover the truths drawn from Scripture that proves what generations knew. We find joy and fulfillment in simplicity, relationships, a clear sense of purpose, generosity, and faith. And so as we, we're going to talk about these over the next few weeks, and, and today I want us to focus on how sometimes those dreams and that stuff can actually become nightmares. And so before we dive into this, let's, let's begin with prayer. Gracious God, as we read Scripture, open our hearts and minds to listen to you. May we let go of all the things that are going on on the outside and just open up to you who are right here and right now speaking through your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord God, as, as we read the Scriptures, may they open us up to you. And as those Scriptures are reflected on, may us draw us closer to you. And all of us gathered here said, Amen. So I want us to read Scripture together today. And these are the Scriptures that were in the, the very front part of the chapter. And so let's read these Scriptures together. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. And then 1 Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. And then Jesus' words from Matthew 16, 26 says this, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? These scriptures are a little bit rough, aren't they? But they are the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I found it shocking that one of the fastest growing businesses in the United States is self-storage space. That is, we were trying to figure out what to do with my father's um, stuff and, and realizing that he had an office, of, an office of 38 years worth of work that we were trying to figure out what to do. And, and, and I was trying to convince them to donate it to the college because most of it is stuff about NEO in history and about the sports department in which they've had, you know, in his 38 plus years of being connected to that university. And as I kept thinking about how Sometimes we have a storage unit, and if you've ever seen the show Storage Wars, you'll notice this. They have a storage unit full of stuff, and they forget about it, they forget to pay for it, and then they auction off the stuff. And, and if you've ever noticed, the stuff that they store in the storage units isn't really worth the amount of money that they pay for it. And yet they come up with this obscure figure, and they get all this stuff, and, and we just accumulate more and more stuff, and, and, and that stuff can overwhelm us. Hamilton lamented about this. He said, an entire market has developed for storing stuff we are enticed to buy, often with money we don't actually have. We were 
shopping yesterday, and we were going around Tulsa, and was in Old Navy, and I was sitting there, and I found two, I found a really nice red dress shirt that I knew I'd wear around at least two to three times a year, and then some pants I knew that um, with my ever-expanding waist that they would fit really well, and, and great comfort, and, and, and um, you know, they were, they were a great price. I couldn't turn it, like, I really was like, I can't turn this down. But then I started thinking, I just finished reading the chapter again for the third time in the last month and talking about the accumulation of stuff and thinking about how sometimes that stuff overwhelms us and, and overtakes us and, and can really disconnect us between us and God. And I just started feeling a little bit guilty, I have to admit. I started looking at those clothes and thinking, you know, I've got the cash. It's not about putting it on the credit card. I had the cash. I was, you know, I could have bought it. It wouldn't have been an issue. But then I asked myself this all-important question. Do I need this? Is this something I need right now that I would wear tomorrow to church? Then the answer was no. And so I just went and put it back and came back to over to Ashley. She was looking at something and she's like, what'd you do with the clothes? I was like, I, I just couldn't. Because I was remembering what was said in the book that, um, you know, we're, Adam said that we're meant to find our security in God, but we uh, find it in amassing wealth, and we are meant to love people, but instead we compete with them. We are meant to enjoy the simple pleasures of life, but we are busy with pursuing money and things. We are meant to be generous and to share with those in need, but we selfishly hoard our resources or ourselves. There's a sin in nature within us. I have to admit, that wasn't, I was thinking about that, that was a tough pill to, to think about and swallow. But I didn't want, and, I, and I've thought about this a lot lately, I, I really do have way too many clothes, so many clothes I don't know what to do with. I mean, I go to an event, what happens? I get a t-shirt, usually one or two t-shirts, three or four t-shirts, we do two to three mission trips a year. That's two to three t-shirts. Two camps a year. That's two t-shirts. And it's really hit me as of late. I can get a whole week's worth of clothes just by going to events that people don't have access to that live just down the street from me. And so I've been weeding out my clothes. And some of it's easy. If it doesn't fit, I'm not keeping it. I know I'm not going to go back down to that size 29 waist. Those days are long gone. Because I'm not going to eat that healthy. I'm that stubborn. And I'm okay with it. When we simplify our lives and we don't allow stuff to consume us or that other stuff that, you know, sometimes we get so aggressive about wanting to earn money and prestige that that it consumes our lives that we lose track of really what we had intended to do and a key part of uh, that hamilton reflected on is of experiencing financial and spiritual freedom is found in simplicity and exercising restraint and it, he w he was honest and if you've seen adam you would know He's not shy about buying the next new thing. He's honest about it. I mean, he'll tell you. He's, I mean, he's got a nice new Mustang and all that good stuff. And I mean, he has the money to afford it, you know, good for him. And I have the money to afford a Honda Civic. And I can go just as fast as he can in my head. 
I don't need to compete with him. But I think our goal is the same. To encourage congregations to think about how they're bringing joy to the world. And sometimes we forget that because we allow stuff to consume us. And it's just stuff. And it gets in the way of who we are and and how we operate in this world. And, And man, if we could just let go and live the simple life, imagine what that would look like. Imagine how you could be free. Imagine what your focus would be came across this really cool article from um, this website about, um, have you heard about the woman on Netflix that, I think it's Marie Kondo, that asked you to take all of your stuff and put it in the middle of your room and just look at your stuff, hold on to it, embrace it, look at it, ask yourself, does it bring you joy? Well, this, uh, this bookstore in Chicago noticed after that Netflix uh, show came out a drastic increase of donations and books being sold back to this bookstore because people were doing just that. Looking at their stuff and asking themselves, do they need this? Does it bring them joy? And what they noticed is as these people were coming in, typically they would come in and, and bring these boxes in and they would, you know, they were doing it because they needed the money. Maybe they needed to pay rent or an electrical bill, and, and they were coming in. I mean, you know how that can, that can feel? A bit of sadness. But according to this, book owner, this bookstore owner, she said that people were coming in cheerfully, and we'd never experienced this before. And, and we, want, we asked them why, and they said it was because this woman asked us to think about, does this thing give me joy? And it wasn't, and so we had to give it away because maybe somebody else might find joy with it. And you know, this person lamented that when they did that, their closet reduced by 75%. And they didn't realize the abundant riches in which they accumulated. We all have those things, and it's okay. As long as it's not creating a barrier between you and God and allowing God to do amazing things with you. Because I believe that when we allow that stuff to happen, when we allow money and all that stuff to get into our lives and it, it consumes us in such a way that we lose focus on what God really wants us to do here on this world. And that came to me Wednesday morning sitting at Bible study. The last two weeks we've been reading, we're, I think we may have made it to Genesis 3 in two weeks. We're trailblazers, let me tell you. But one of the things that I realized reading this with this group of men was that when God created the world, he created it for us not to have stuff, but to have relationships with other human beings and with God and to live in such a way that is honoring and glorifying God. That everything God provides for you is enough. And that's all you need. Because have you ever noticed that since the very beginning, God has always provided enough of what we needed? And sometimes we're not aware of that. And so I hope this week that you open yourself up to those possibilities of what God is providing you to do. In order for us to take this next step in our journey towards joy through simplicity and generosity, we need to ask ourselves, 
really to have Jesus to walk with us because sometimes it's going to say, Jesus, I need you to help me get rid of this thing. Jesus, take the will or that extra t-shirt or my pocketbook. In order for us to allow Jesus to walk with us, I really do believe we need to begin with prayer. And in the front of the, in, in part of the book, Adam had this really great prayer that I want you to pray with me today. But I don't want you to just pray just sitting here like you are right now. I want you to enter into an attitude of prayer. Open up your hands to receive the Holy Spirit. Open up your minds and, and just look at the words on the screen and, and just pray them with me in a prayerful attitude. Let's pray this prayer together. Lord, help me be grateful for what I have. Remember that I don't need most of what I want and that joy is found in simplicity and generosity. I'll be, I'll be glad to share that with you all this week to remind you of this prayer. Choir, thank you for singing Simple Gifts today. It was a great reminder of it is a gift to be simple and a gift to be free. And when we allow simplicity into our life, we will find joy. So be open to God who's calling you to joy. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. And we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.